This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you give $5 a month, you get access to a bonus episode as well. Uh Uh-huh. And this podcast is also available on YouTube if you search for Friendly Atheist on there. Hello. Hello, Hemet. How are you? I am so stressed out because I'm doing a big non-podcast related thing on Saturday, so that's taken up oh, a lot of time for one week. I am stressed because um, I know there's a lot of uh, shit going on in the Supreme Court that oh my I have... God. Gen- I. I had a conversation with Mikey before this because I was like, I feel really shitty about tonight's show. And he's like, why? And I was like... Because I know there's a lot of shit to go that's going down in Supreme Court, and I just have not had the emotional bandwidth to like look into any of it because I can't like mentally. I simply can't. It's been a tough year. Is it year. better or worse knowing that they are effectively gonna do away with abortions? Oh, As in, what do you knowing think is better no, no, no. or worse? Knowing <laughs> what do you it, think would make me feel better? Knowing Hammett? it's going to happen like now because uh-huh. all right, they finished the oral arguments. Now we just sit and wait. Yeah. Or like, it's not like we're going to be surprised in June when they release a decision. But I feel like you know what? Here's what. It, there's no silver lining to this. But if there was, mm-hmm. it's like okay, they're probably they're probably not going to outright ban it. They'll just say like, yeah, sure, viability fifteen weeks, something stupid that effectively God, bans if abortion. they gave us fifteen weeks, yeah, yeah six weeks is fine. Uh, that's what they'll eventually get to. But knowing they're going to do that gives activists a chance to say, like, I wonder if when they actually release the decision, Uh if that inspires Democrats to do anything in response, like if that motivates the base in a way it never has, because Democrats don't get excited about the Supreme Court the way Republicans do. Right. I wonder Mm -hmm. if that leads to the backlash in a way that would be helpful in codifying Roe v. Wade yeah. in the law that, in a way that never has happened. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a fair point, and I do know that people I know, specifically like boomers I know, who are like like center left slash center, a lot of times I have heard many of well, they're not going after abortion. I would be mad right. if they went after abortion. We settled abortion. But I don't think you anybody's actually going to go after So I guess what I'm wondering is, are certain family members of mine finally getting the <laughs> wake-up call they need? Or and also, maybe, probably not. What happens when Republicans get the thing they've wanted and fundraised off of and did everything for for like decades and decades after mm-hmm. they gave up on segregation as a motivating force? Mm-hmm. What happens after they, okay, fine, good, you overturned Roe like you always wanted, what now are they going to do now? With all the extra babies and dead women that they yeah, have Yeah, that they around? don't care about. They'll, what, they'll find a new way to hurt women? Like, what's, that, what's their thing going to be? Because you can't say you need to vote for us because we're going to overturn Roe. Because mm-hmm. when they do that, the headlines for the right will be, look, we did overturn Roe or we effectively ended abortion, right. illegal abortion in America right. in a lot of red states. They did it. Like, once you do it, mm-hmm. you don't get to use that as a wedge issue as much as you used to. Mm. I wonder That's if... That's very political-minded of you. 
I wonder, I mean, they'll find some other, I mean, they'll go after trans people, whatever. Uh, sure, of That's course. Also on my I mean, list. it's going to be trans people, it's going to be oh. um, critical race theory. Those are yeah. their next two things. They're trying to take they'll find guns. new ways to hurt minorities and <laughs> yeah. people who... Um, I, I want to tell a, a small anecdote that I was grocery shopping yesterday and I was in the Meyer by me, not to brag, um, but I do grocery shop at a Meyer. Um, and I went to the bathroom, which is, you know, not ideal. You don't ever want to be using a public restroom when you can avoid it. Um, but I ran to the bathroom and in the stall next to me, there was a woman getting violently sick. Like, oh no, like to the point that I like it was God, you could hear it like coming up from the depths of her soul. And there was one other person in the bathroom. And when they left, I kind of knocked on the door and was like, hey, um, do you, are you OK? Can I? Do I need to call somebody for you? Are you all right? And she, as women are wont to do, apologized to me and said, oh, no, I'm just pregnant. This is every single day. And it's wild that it happened to me yesterday when the discussion, you know, when the Supreme Court was was mulling over this thing of like, wow, can you imagine any other... Listen, I was only pregnant for like three weeks before I miscarried, and I was fucking miserable. I was sick. I slept like shit. I felt dizzy all the time. I didn't have an appetite. Like, everything fucking sucked. And that was three weeks, and I was barely pregnant. Like, the idea of forcing a human person to go through pregnancy... And and listen... Amy Coney Barrett's argument was, I, well, even if you... Well, now you can just give them up for adoption, so is that really such a bad thing if you have to make them go through pregnancy? Hey, it's and it's not like, fertile people's had- job to provide babies for non-fertile people. They're not, <laughs> like, they're not wet nurses. They're not cows. They don't... It's just... It's... Uh, uh, it's just, yeah, this is why I couldn't really, I, I can't hear questions like that. The yeah. idea of like, just, just carry it to term, just do whatever, especially, uh, I just, uh, it's just hard, haven't, and I hate doing this stupid podcast sometimes <laughs> because it's really hard to just block things out that I find really upsetting and traumatizing and, uh, anyway, if I feel, if it sounds like I am not, um, contribute a lot to of my own knowledge to what happened in the last 48 hours it's because i was playing oregon trail the video game and watching (laughs) x-files i think uh rebecca traster in new york magazine today or something wrote an article basically saying if you're mad at somebody i mean be mad at democrats for not taking abortion rights as seriously as they should have um i mean it's not that many of them are not pro-choice but even if you say you know hillary clinton is saying abortion should be safe, legal, and rare, as if, you know, it is bad, but we can reduce... Like, Which is not a funny thing, because like, nobody would say it. that about appendectomies. They should be safe, <laughs> legal, and rare. Like, yeah, nobody's, like, going in and digging out your appendix for funzos, guys. Right. Anyway, yeah. And so one thing is Democrats as a party, not just the more progressive ones, but all of them that want to get elected need to start talking about abortion as a thing that is part of our medical needs. Mm-hmm. It's a part of healthcare, it's healthcare and stop acting like it's a bad thing that we need to make as an option mm-hmm. just in case something bad, like, no, it's healthcare. Just treat it as such. Act like it. Stop giving the right mm-hmm. this weapon to use 
As if like, yes, it is an evil and we will put an end to it. Like you're handing it to them. So be mad at all those. Even Obama did the same thing. Of course, they all do. Because I I think there is a, um, uh, forgive the technical term, but like a yuckiness to people about abortion. I think there is no... I I think the yuckiness that people feel about abortion tends to come back and hurt us because then we get this softening of, of, well, nobody ever wants abortion. Abortion is always a tragedy or what's his face who ran as VP with Clinton. What's his fucking name? The Catholic guy. No, no, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Uh, Tim Kaine. <laughs> Tim Kaine. Yeah. Tim Kaine. I'm morally against abortion, but right, I would right. never legislate against Which it. Which is Biden's position, all of too. These, yes, and all of these sort of, like, you know, small jobs are to make... It's Democrats trying to find the middle between we want abortion to be uh, available and we don't want it to be banned, but we also don't want to be the pro-abortion party because for right. whatever reason, being pro a certain healthcare procedure is necessarily bad. And it's, and things like, I I will say, like, I appreciate that Tim Kaine, while is pro-life himself, I appreciate that he would never legislate that way. However, I don't care what his quote-unquote moral problem is. Like, the fact that people need to say that, that's the problem. I don't love and abortion, who are they trying but I'm to appeal to when they say that sort of thing? It's voters who aren't going to support you anyway, it's, so stop worrying about winning good them point. over. Just say I'm for health care. Yeah, I'm abortion is part of that, mm-hmm. and get your base out. And yep. again, maybe, maybe the silver lining to what's clearly going to happen right. is that Democrats who care about this shit. <sighs> And all the ones who live in states where this is going to affect them personally. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect Illinois. No. no uh, like it fine. will all the other states. But, you know, when it matters, make this a part of our politics. Make it an issue everyone's running on. Make it a litmus test for Democrats and the people they appoint to the bench. Because mm-hmm. um, Republicans are doing it already and it's hurting everybody. Yeah. So Democrats need to start playing like them. Yeah, it's... um. I think, I don't know, I I really, really struggle with the Democrats need to play dirty like the Republicans do. Really, I am so on board with that completely. California should be like 12 states. No, I know. I know all of that, and I know you're right. Um, But it's just... I saw people getting mad at Illinois and like Maryland for gerrymandering in favor of Democrats. And it's always like the Republicans... Can you gerrymander Illinois? I yes. think it's just mostly like, no, you're right. It's Illinois blue, didn't it's even do it right. right out here. But like they could have gotten even more if they did it right. Yeah. It's like, who's complaining about that? If you want to complain about it, there's a better people. There are better people to complain to go higher because Democrats no. are fine with saying, oh, we'll end it if you want to end it nationally. No, I know. I just they're never going to learn unless you give them a taste of their own medicine. I know. I, I, I think really the problem is more, and maybe this is just because I'm like a marketing person, I think it's more in messaging of... Where the moral, we go low, they go low, we go high. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, no, no, no. I, I want to be clear about if we, when I say it's about messaging, when we say... Michelle Obama's wrong. No, uh, I just... Because again, when she says that sort of thing, which is totally what you're getting at, it is like we're the and moral it, party. We're the ones that play by the rules. Be like us, which does sound nice, 
Meanwhile, we lose every time. Well, so again, who are we trying to appeal to with the nice bad language? Rhetoric, and I'm doing it too. We're sinking to their level, but it's just like, it, it, at what point does it just become kangaroo court and nothing means Sink anything? Sink to their level, get the power, make it stop. That would happen. Democrats mm. don't want to play that game. I know. But the, unless they have power, they and power in the right way. Like, yeah, they have the Senate, but they don't have the right senators. So, like, they can't do everything they want. Yeah. But if they could, I mean... That's the only way it's going to change because well, you're not. It's not like Republicans are ever going to do the right thing. We've <laughs> talked about this with religion too. You can't expect Christians to do the moral thing. You need to force their hand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like they're just going to do whatever the hell they want to do and just say Jesus told me and then move mm-hmm. on with it. I have a ton of stories about that. My uh, dad called me this week because his friends, uh, his friend is like a fancy business gentleman. Uh, his that gentleman's ex-wife is currently in the hospital with COVID um, and is unvaccinated, as are their children who are my age and like fancy business people also. And my dad said to this gentleman, your kids are really smart. How come they're not vaccinated? And this gentleman just said, religion. <laughs> so I don't know. Boomers are noticing it, too. <laughs> there was um, a pastor, Kent Christmas. His name is funny, so we've I, talked about him before. Oh. But he said something this week during a sermon where he was trying to tell his congregation there's a conspiracy afoot. Ooh. And that's not news. Like for Conspiracy a most foul. Uh, res- uh, for a right-wing pastor to be like, let me tell you about these conspiracies. But he's like, have you noticed how no high-profile like political Democrats have died of COVID? And how billionaires like Bill Gates and Soros have not died of COVID. Yeah, because they got vaccinated, dude. He didn't make that connection. He's just like, it's a trick. They're trying to get our I'm, people. It's I like, s- dude, you're so close. Oh. You're so close to figuring In this out. In the neighborhood. It's almost like. Speaking of which. Science has a liberal bias. Go ahead. Yeah, reality has a liberal right. bias. Um, Let's talk about Marcus Lamb because this story is, Who is that? too fun to pass up because now he's dead. Oh. <laughs> it's not fun because oh. he's dead. Here's the difference. Okay. I would like for him to live. Mm-hmm. He's 64. He's young. Was. Was. I would have supported things that helped him live. Mm-hmm. He decided, nope, no one gets to live. I'm going to encourage people to die. And now he's a victim of his own rhetoric. So here's what happened. Who is Marcus Lamb? He is the head of Daystar Television, which is one of the largest religious TV networks in the country. Head of a huge Christian TV media empire. Young guy, too, like I said. And what has he done? He said he's in the 60s. Was in the 60s. -hmm. What has he done with that platform, especially of late? (laughs) He has... His network, the shows on his network, have aired interviews with COVID conspiracy theorists, Mm -hmm. anti-vaxxers, anti-face mask people. And it's not just that, because you could argue, all right, but that's like Rupert Murdoch versus Fox News. He's not making the the decisions about that. But here's what Marcus Lamb himself has said. Um, You know that the devil can take people out before they fulfill destiny and purpose. That's what he wants to do, because he hates God. So the only way he could get back at God is trying to attack God's children. He's talking about COVID, which he's claiming is like satanic. So he thinks COVID is satanic. Mm -hmm. And by that logic, the vaccine would be a 
God-fearing protection against the satanic disease. Maybe he disease. was talking about the vaccine, too. Uh, I don't know. Unclear. Um, he has. Are but you he, saying that one of these gentlemen had an unclear line of thought? Because I've never. His, if you look on the website for Daystar, there are over 80 episodes worth of misinformation about the virus and the vaccine separately. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this, too, a few weeks ago. Uh, Daystar, along with the American Family Association, sued the Biden administration over the vaccine mandate and testing mandate Mm -hmm. uh, because they said having a mandate at all, even though you don't have to get the vaccine, you could just get tested all Uh the time. They said that was a, quote, sin against God's holy word. Sure. I mean, I have no way to refute that. uh So... They didn't explain why it was against God's holy word, but again, it's the court system, and they're like, Jesus told us no, therefore you have to accept our logic. Um, He also, this is just interesting. Sure. uh, Oh, so the end of that story is Marcus Lamb got COVID and now he's dead. Oh, yeah. Um, But while we're We did forget the punchline. While we're there, uh, last year, uh, Lisa Guerrero at Inside Edition did a segment on Marcus Lamb. She's done a ton on televangelists Who is and this stuff. Person? Uh, Lisa Guerrero on Inside Edition, oh, one of oh, their oh. Uh, correspondents. But she did a whole thing saying Marcus Lamb and Daystar TV applied for a Paycheck Protection Program loan. Oh, did uh, they? When the pandemic hit of nearly $4 million. Fuck. Um, because religious ministries, including his, were allowed to apply for that to mm-hmm. cover for you know staffers who can't go into work. That is, I mean, as much as I hate it, that's not illegal. But what she found is that Marcus Lamb, soon after getting that money, bought himself a multi-million dollar private jet. Oh, and by the way, you might think, well, as long as they're using it for ministry purposes, okay. But no, because he and his family members were posting on social media about how they're going on vacations Mm. and they're golfing and they're taking these trips everywhere. And it wasn't until she began inquiring about, so what's going on with this? Because we're about to run a segment on you, that his ministry finally gave back the money. Oh, and by the way, back in, uh, was it 2014-ish? A few years ago, NPR did an investigation where they found that Daystar Ministries, here's what they were doing with their tax exemptions, because they're a nonprofit group. Mm. They're sponsoring a NASCAR driver. Uh, They're giving a loan to one of his buddies who later defaulted on it. They bought nearly $100,000 worth of Marcus Lamb's wife's new book. They love to buy books en masse, huh? Dude, such a Republican thing to do, yes. But I thought they don't care about the New York Times and think it's garbage paper. It's always bad unless it makes them look good. Oh, I see, I see. Anyway, Marcus Lamb is dead. I've one thing I've really noticed again as I'm I enjoy the hypocrisy catching up to the people who deserve it Mm -hmm. instead of like someone's poor immunocompromised relative dying better this guy who caused so much harm right and I hate that I feel that way but too bad that's how I feel now about these people (laughs) it's it's hard not to Mm -hmm. um but while we're talking about that it's not one thing I've seen is a lot of televangelists, people in his circles Mm -hmm. who this guy died, they're obviously sending their condolences on social media, like Marcus Lamb, who founded this ministry and this television network. Lamb is really his last name? Mm, I don't know. Um, But they all praised his 
efforts and his ministry and everything, and like none of them mentioned the cause of death, which is hilarious in a sense because like to me that's the first line of his obituary. Yeah. Then the rest of the stuff. Yeah. It's like oh, weird how you're all dancing around the obvious elephant there. Even the Christian news outlets that usually do a good job of covering this sort of thing. They said, you know, Marcus Lamb, the guy who founded this amazing ministry, is dead. And COVID was almost a side note in those pieces. Whereas, like, what it should have been is right in the headline. Guy who attacked COVID and attacked vaccine mandates and attacked and spread lies about vaccinations died of karma or whatever. Uh, His birth name was Lamb, so... Well... This is like John Records Landecker all over again. Do you remember? You don't remember. I do Oldies 104.3 in like the 90s, John Records Landecker was their um, morning DJ. And I remember telling my mom, and he was like, Records really is my middle name. And I told my mom, she's like, Jessica... Records is obviously not his middle name, you very dumb idiot. Anyway, <laughs> continue. He's not alone. Just want to sh- shout out John Records Landecker. Yes. Guess who else has COVID? Um, yeah. Eric Metaxas, who has been one of the Trumpiest mega people on the Christian right ever. Let me give you an example of some of the stuff uh, he's done. This is a guy who literally tweeted, this March 2021, Uh-oh. don't get the vaccine, Uh-oh. pass it on. For some reason, that tweet has now been deleted. What? Why? He said... I he, love a I pass it on tweet. He told a story. Sir, that's the point of this format, <laughs> is to pass it on, you dumb idiot. Don't worry, we got the screenshot. <laughs> um, he told people that he was off skiing wherever he went, and he said the people at the ski lodge told him he had to wear a mask. And then he said it was like the Holocaust. Where being told to wear a face mask was like the Gestapo. Wait, wait, wait. You say it's like the Holocaust. So at this ski place, they said you have to wear a mask. And then they loaded him onto a train and stripped him of his shoes and exactly. put him in a gas chamber. It yes. was no, and buried, or, him in a, buried in a mass grave. That was yes, how it was like the Holocaust. I assume. Or was it more like he did something he slightly didn't want to have to do? Slightly inconvenienced. Oh, jumps I, to Holocaust. I get those mixed up too. Mm-hmm. Then he told people to reject the vaccine, quote, if only to be a rebel. That's oh, Eric Metaxas. That's a quiet part and out also, loud the for reason, you. Eh? If you're not familiar with him, one reason you may remember him is because when Trump was in office and all the Amy Coney Barrett was there, like, and all those Republicans were there for her uh, nomination announcement or whatever. Oh, they I all died? I think that, yeah, later, yeah. Um, he was seen sucker punching a dude on a bike who <gasps> I think was protesting. Oh, yeah. And then you see him in a video prancing backwards. I remember that guy. Yeah, what? that's Eric Metaxas. That's and what the happened guy. to him? Is he dead? Oh, right. So he has COVID now. Let me read you what he said this week. I got COVID. Oops. He said his wife got COVID. I don't know if she gave it to me or I gave it to her. But then she went Blame to visit him. my parents and gave it to them. And my mother got it. And my father got it. And my, I'm quoting this, and my current daughter went to nurse my parents I don't understand. Current I, daughter? I know. Is that stepdaughter? I don't know. I don't um, think that's what God says, says. Dot, dot, dot. The fact that my parents were ill is ver- was very upsetting to me. My dad had to go to the emergency room again, so it's been a really crazy time. He said all this not because he was now saying, guys, go get vaccinated, but just to be like, oh, you guys, this is why I was Have gone for the past week. Have you heard of anything week. worse than my <laughs> life right now? He said this is his way of explaining why he wasn't on the show for the past couple of weeks. Mm. And then he went into doing his infomercial announcements for like BS products. 
<sighs> so that guy has COVID. It's just what would make somebody change their mind. You know, <sighs> if you're fe- like, okay. Somewhere Say Herman Cain his... is smiling up at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, yeah. I really have a lot of strong thoughts about the fact that his wife went to visit his in-laws and, and he's like, f- her in-laws, his parents, and he's like, she, he makes a point to say she visited my parents mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. gave it to him, which A, dude, visit your own parents. B, <laughs> B, B, maybe don't throw your wife quite so hard under the bus because she might die soon because you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe make her, make everybody's last few months here on God's green earth a little bit pleasant. A. And, and there's another guy. I don't know if this is a fact. This I'm not going to speculate here. I'm just telling you all. Jesse Lee Peterson, the guy who is like a living embodiment of that Dave Chappelle sketch where he plays a black white supremacist. Yep, yep, yep. Remember that? Jesse Lee Peterson is like the living version of that where he spends all of his time trashing black people as a black person. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been gone from his show for like several days and his show just says he's out sick. I don't know why, but I'm just waiting for that hammer to drop because he's been doing the same thing. So again... I, I here's the thing. Am I taking delight in their death? I wouldn't say it's delight because I would prefer they live yeah, by getting the vaccine. So I have no moral qualms about saying. Yeah, yeah I was um, um, accused ruthlessly by a single Twitter user um, <laughs> uh-huh. who told me that. I was a garbage person because I was um, wishing people dead. Which I'm not. We're wishing them alive. That is a huge difference. I want them to get vaccinated. I want Republicans to get vaccinated because unlike them, I am pro-life. And they're not doing it. And by not doing it, they are causing like actual moral decent people to also get sick and die. That makes me mad. Can somebody pull a oh. sound clip of Hemant saying I am pro-life? Because <laughs> I think we could do a lot of good work with that clip. Really no, quick. I, I saw a Breitbart article this week that... Uh, I haven't heard Breitbart in a minute. They're around. But they were at the Supreme Court outside during the protests while the oral arguments were going on for the, the Roe v. Wade one. Mm-hmm. And they were like, here's an atheist who's pro-life and saying... Isn't that woman we interviewed? Oh, it's a different one. There's oh, like there's more of them? There's four. <laughs> uh, we've only really mentioned like two of them, yeah. but this is one of the other ones. And just like, yes, I'm pro-science. That's why I'm against abortion. And of course, they found that one person uh, just so they could get atheist and pro-life in the same headline. Oh, yeah. That is and, all. Yeah, they love that kind of thing. I Back to kind COVID. Of regret that we had that atheist pro-life, anti-choice person on our show. I feel like that wasn't a necessarily responsible use of our radio waves what do you think i disagree i think it's okay as long it's fine to interview people who are totally wrong about things as long as you're using that platform to challenge them and not just give them it's not like we brought dr um, oz on and just wound him up and let him go yeah yeah yeah, yeah, oh are we gonna have dr oz running for fucking senate in pennsylvania i yeah i don't know if it's gonna work one reason is as he knows he has to get the trump base to do it and I don't think... Is he running as a Republican? Yes. I assumed he was. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to bring both sides together. Like, buddy, have you ever met Republicans? That's not what they want. You didn't even bring all over fans together, dude. And we're <laughs> pretty homogenous. Even though he doesn't talk about it, he's also Muslim. There was an article today... Is he Muslim? Yeah. That know. he would be the first Muslim elected to the Senate, which 
interesting, but also I don't think that's helping him win a Republican nomination and also, anytime can soon. Can we talk about the fact that he um, and also cured he's a quack. He, 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 what? He's a quack. He's, oh, he's a quack. Yeah. He said also he's black. I was like, wait, no. what? <laughs> no, I, I think it is worth noting that he goes by Dr. Oz when his first name is Mehmet. Yeah. Which is a very brown person name. Hemant. (laughs) It may sound familiar to listeners of ours. I I I, I, not that I'm accusing him of anything. And also, I will say there are plenty in the '90s, right? And Doctor Oz is what he went by stage name, whatever. Like that's how he is known. I'm not bothered by that. Worth noting. There are plenty of Democrats who have long Indian names who are in Congress who go by the shortened version of it or the white version of their name, like. Whatever. I'm not Krishna. I'm Chris. Like, things like that. That happens all the time. So, like, that part is the least objectionable thing about his What's campaign. What's the white version of your name? And is it Herman? Uh, it's whatever mispronunciation Henry, you come close. I will. I, I think I've said, <laughs> I've said it before, uh-huh. but every time I get a message about, like, from Etsy or whatever, and it's you and Hemant. And Hemant is always spelled differently. Nice. They're like unique little snowflakes oh, in my inbox. My mail is great. <laughs> so many mistakes. Um, yeah, he's. He, I don't. I don't know if it's gonna work because yeah, he sells bullshit products and promotes bullshit. But the Republican Party is the bullshit party. Like they like yeah. that sort of thing. But also, he. I don't think as much as I don't like the guy. I don't think he's willing to debase himself to be very Trumpy about things. He's running to be like a uniter, yeah. hoping his celebrity will catapult him. But like Republicans don't want that. Like, does he know that? And I wonder how many people in his inner circle. I mean, clearly he's been encouraged by everyone who knows him. You should Obviously. do it. Like, no, he's not. Nobody surrounded. gets here by accident. Yeah, he's not surrounded by anyone who's like, dude, you're you're gonna just. How do you know how dumb you have to be to give up your syndicated talk show it's a- for running this frivolous campaign that I'm guessing will not result in a Republican nomination? Even if it does result in a Republican nomination, even if he does make it to the Senate, like, what are his goals? Like, does Hasty talk about what his goals are? No. Because if he's Mitch, a Republican... Today, Mitch McConnell would- said, I am not going to release before the midterm elections any any legislative agenda for the Republicans if we take back the Senate because they have no they have agenda. They don't well, have they to, don't but have they to. have no yeah. ideas. What do you think they're going to do? They're just going to be like, yeah, we'll shut down the government. Bye. See you in several years. Also, abortion. None. I just don't know what to do with... I, I, I genuinely don't know what to do with any of this because we, you know, when we elect Democrats, we're hamstrung by our... By the worst Democrats. By the worst Democrats. And it doesn't help that it's a 50-50 split, right, in mm-hmm. the Senate. But it's like the demo I, i'm sure you saw have it on twitter today that the democrats did a, a tweet of like elect l caps like with the shouting <laughs> emoji like yeah. elect democrats to protect abortion rights and it's right. just, that's from the senate democratic it, twitter was account. that what it was yeah and it's it's like we did buddy you're in the majority i know who's in your party i know you got mansion and cinema there yeah but also we did elect democrats so get and shit what are done. You what are you doing about it? Which is a fair it's, point. And get I, rid of the filibuster so we can do something. I then. mean, the filibuster is, I think, what needs to go because that's sort of where we land, right? Of we elected Democrats, but they can't fucking do anything because mm. they're hamstrung by processes. I keep saying hamstrung. It's because I wrote a story about a woman who had a tumor on her hamstring this week. Um, but I just, I don't know. I What am I? No. 
you, we, we mean, elected Democrats, and this no, is where we are. Here's the thing, but though. The reason, if you did not, I know Mansion's annoying. I know Cinema's annoying. I feel the same we, way. We've talked about, if you yes. didn't have them, nothing would be happening. All the debates and frustrations about the infrastructure, build back better, build all that stuff. The only reason we can even have those discussions, much less. Democrats are doing a really good job mm-hmm. of getting judges on the bench. I know there's no Supreme Court opening yet, but they are, are filling those. On this, on they're filling them yeah. up with really good people. That's great. None of that would be happening without Manchin in the Senate right now. So, I mean, I know it's frustrating. Nothing would be happening mm-hmm. right now. Something is happening. And I know it's easy to get frustrated by the something when it yeah. could be so much more. But... There's an entire party out to play, like, sabotage. Yeah. And we're, oh, my God, we're a month away from being in 2022. and It is still 2020. I don't think I have another election cycle in me right now. <laughs> I just, like, not as a you bit. You like, after the court rules on some shit. I, I don't know if I have it in me to go knock doors again. I think, I don't. Here's what Democrats sh- also like need shit. to do. No, okay. that's a fair point you're bringing up. It, it is exhausting. That has so to be tired. a... The thing, and this is an argument I've made to other atheists too, Mm -hmm. all the things you care about when it comes to your activism, channel it through the political sphere because that's like a lifelong thing to make things better. That's the way you channel it because like it doesn't matter if everyone becomes Mm -hmm. an atheist if they're going to, you know, if you're one of the four idiots standing outside the Supreme Court. Right. Saying, yay, no Congress passed a spending bill, so they're good till February. So, <laughs> so I'll just do that again in a few. So months. that's how our um, country is working. <laughs> no problems here. I think I did see a tweet like, "Do you realize, like in Norway, they wake up and they are just like, oh, I do have health care and I do have to deal with this." Trump I stuff. I will say that <laughs> like, like other the, people don't have these issues. The tweet that broke my heart <laughs> that I retweeted today is from um oh who's this from a uh, Condorcet winner. Seems like a good time to note that over 700 American women, American people with uteruses, died, and more than 50,000 were seriously injured while giving birth that last year. Meanwhile, guess how many police officers were... were uh, this is shot to death. I assumed killed on duty, but shot uh-huh. to death. How many? 700 women, 700 people died giving birth. Yeah. 60 police officers died in the last... I feel like shot. I've heard a lot more about those police officers. Yeah, uh, really makes you wonder what our social perceptions about risk and danger are. So mm-hmm. I, I just think that's a. Um, a I'm gonna totally motive. switch gears. Okay. To move away from this. I mean, I can topic. go to bed early. Not yet. Uh. Um, here's the headline from the New York Times. This is an article by one of their religion reporters, Ruth Graham. Horse troughs, hot tubs, oh, no. and hashtags colon. What comes after the colon? Horse troughs, hot tubs, hot tubs, hashtags. and hashtags. Is this a congressional meeting in not like even Utah? Close. Okay, not even me. close. Baptism is getting wild. Okay, horses, <laughs> hot tubs, and hashtags. Yeah, I get the hashtags. I am. I, well, hot tubs make sense if I'm going to baptize. If I'm going to be baptized, I think it would be nicer to do it in like a hundred degree jacuzzi right. than than a pool, <laughs> a non chlorinated <laughs> gross pool with leaves floating on it. Probably. <laughs> the gist of the article is that you know traditionally in the Protestant tradition, okay, you're born again, uh. you're dedicating your life to Jesus, you are going to get baptized not as an infant, but like when you are of age and thinking about it, and that's your symbolic way of showing you're giving your life mm-hmm. to Jesus. And traditionally. It would happen maybe in a church pool they would have, or they would do it in a traditional, like, 
what what am I thinking of? Just a traditional Orthodox type of. This is not a pool you swim in. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. this is the baptismal. It's sort of a sacred this, space. Yeah, the sacred space area. And now they're trying to like sex it up so that people can take photos for Instagram it's and you can really, get your video. It's and really all important that. For, for me to hear about what horses have to do with this. Uh, they use horse troughs because they're big and oh, you can get troughs. troughs, troughs. And so here's some of the examples. There is one church that does baptisms on a beach in the afternoon in the ocean because they're in Florida. I mean, that sounds nice. Some leaders set up a folding tub in the courtyard of the school that they rent out. One church uses the Hawaiian Falls Water Park uh, to do it. (laughs) That's pretty good. One church has a, quote, plunge party. But basically, they're like, it's not enough that you just get baptized. It has to be the cool baptism. And I want to, this is what really stood out to me about this uh here's one pastor we live in an age where people like experiences it's not that it looks better but it feels better it feels more authentic it feels more real which haven't are you ready for this hot take listening i have no problem with this okay here's why i care here's why i care it's all flash and pomp for like a tradition that they're admitting is symbolic. We know it's yeah, symbolic. Of course it's symbolic. And like at their heart, like there's no reward for dedicating your life to Christ other than whatever you think it does for you in your head. Well, I mean, but I think the they fact- think heaven is the reward, yes. but what do I know? But it's all internal in their yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they're like, I don't want the boring baptism. I need the cool one. The fact that they know that yeah, church leaders, dude. the fact that church leaders are like, what if we made this cooler for you? What would that do? Like, it makes as much sense as saying, I'm not going to this crappy psychic with the rundown space. I'm going to the one with the neon lights next door. Like, you know it's all bullshit, right? Yeah. You, uh, why? Uh, I mean, I don't care. No, I don't care. Too bad. Like, like, don't. Just admit there's nothing about this that matters. I want these pastors to say, this is all bells and whistles. <clears throat> this is all the same thing. We just know that if we just do traditional baptisms and try to sell Jesus mm-hmm. and the actual meaning of what we're trying to do here, yeah. no one would care. So we have to make it more interesting. It's the same reason their Christian music is like rock songs. And yeah. same reason their sermons are like Broadway shows with the lights and the sound and everything. Because they know if you're just like, let me tell you what the Bible said, right. no one would be interested. You have to like shine it up and sell it to people and market it to people because it's a crappy product. That's my point. Ah. It's not that I disagree with you, but like, I don't know. That's not the problem I'm having with the world right now. My problem is mainly <laughs> this centered was number around three my reproductive on my list rights. Of all priorities. Yeah, no. Right now. We have really similar priorities. I've always said that about us. <laughs> Let's talk about Josh Duggar. Oh, boy. <laughs> His oh, trial's boy. going on. Is His... it awful? Uh, yeah. Have you been watching it? No. I, that's mine. Like, or is it? I, is it even? Just tell me. Is when it being he gets broadcast sentenced. anywhere? No. Oh, okay. It's not. But uh, you're just getting dispatches from people attending the trial and things. I did hear one story. I have not confirmed this. I don't know where it came from. I did hear that during jury selection, one of the jurors was dismissed because she's quite literally related to him. <laughs> which, when you come from a family of like 900 people, is going to happen. That tracks. Um, is this about his wife's reaction to some stuff on trial? 
this right or I know that sto- I there are stories that came out about what that, Anna Duggar yeah, that's was the only saying thing that crossed my radar. What was interesting to me is like, okay, this is the story where he allegedly downloaded a lot of illicit content involving mm-hmm. children that one sheriff was like, this is the worst stuff I've ever seen. Oh God. And that's what he's on trial for. Um, so, so just child pornography. Yep. Writ large, straight yeah. up. Just that's what he could be sentenced to jail for. But the reason I bring it up, like, for me, I'm like, I'm not following the day in, day out of this trial. Just tell me when they reach a decision mm-hmm. and, and he goes away. I will be interested in that. But this is what uh, stuck out to me. There was a, I think, a progressive Christian who was trying to say, talk about Josh Duggar's wife, who is not relevant to this story in so much as she didn't do the thing he it's did. Just, she wasn't uh, as far presumably as we know, not, not aware. Right. Yeah. Um, but the person criticizing... Uh, Anna Duggar. Here's what they basically said. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It was long. But basically their argument was Anna did everything right as far as conservative Christians go. She saved herself till marriage. She was devoted to her husband even Mm -hmm. when he was going through those other scandals of his. She is the homeschooling, traditional... She popped out a bunch of babies right right? away. Exactly. She did everything conservative Christians wanted. Yep. And what happened... This is happening. Like, the point being, according to this poster, is like, she did everything conservative Christians wanted. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean her life is turning out great. And the fact, and they're adding that, like, in her world, divorce is not an option. In her world, like, you are sticking by this guy no matter what. And that is bad for her. You're trapping her in this marriage. Can you imagine? But with this guy who clearly has a million different problems... And that was the point that this person was trying to make, which I understand. Like, I'm, if you're in her shoes and you can't get out of it, I don't know what she's thinking, but like, you can't get out. This is what you've been trained to do your whole life. And she followed the path mm-hmm. and guess this is how, quote unquote, God rewarded her, right? Yeah. I bring all that up. Okay. Because another woman we've talked about on this podcast, Lori Alexander, the tradition, the... Um, she the... Uh, something wife, the Thank you. transformed wife, transformed wife. She wrote a response to this post that someone made about Anna Duggar. So somebody, the, the gist of the post was this woman did all of the good Christian things and still is at this horrible this is moment. From, yeah. This is from the critic. Let's not forget. Anna is also a victim of a toxic belief system that has been ingrained into her by mm-hmm. fundamentalist Christianity for the entirety of her life. Mm-hmm. How many more stories like Anna need to happen before the fundamentalist church realizes that their messages regarding submission, sex, divorce, purity, culture, and patriarchy aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe the problem isn't well put. Uh, yeah the problem isn't Anna but instead the fact that she married an abusive man and the church refused to give her the support she needed to remain safe that's what the critics said Lori Alexander is now responding to this bit by bit and the thing is oh, she's like breaking it down by breaking like, it down yeah. and trying to respond to all the points but most of the points like forget here's an example of what Lori said um, you said Josh was an abusive man. The sisters of his that he molested when he was a kid, um, the sisters said clearly that they didn't think he was a rapist, nor did he molest them. He mildly touched them over their clothing. He was a curious young teenage boy. Yes, this was wrong and it was dealt with, but don't blow it out of proportion. 
Jeez. It gets worse. Yeah, no, um, that's fine. She goes on to say, I've noticed some women who have mm. suffered through physical or sexual abuse in their childhood or marriage tend to project their experience onto anyone, everyone else. She also added that many of the popular female preachers were somehow abused in their lives. As somehow. if she just knows this. Um, wait, I, wait. Yeah. No, I'm not going to let that one mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. Can you say that again? She's talking about the women preachers who are well-known Okay. And she's basically saying, or "Do we like are these people that we would be aware? Of? Uh, are, are these Moore, are these named people, or are these a hypothetical? No, like these are people named, are saying this. Okay, I don't know if she named them, but I know who she's talking about. These ones, she doesn't believe women should be teaching the Bible. That's uh, the, the first Timothy. Well, I mean, that's in the Bible, so yeah, women should remain silent. Yeah, Fine. but she's basically saying if you're preaching the Bible as a woman, you've been abused in your life. Clearly, oh, oh, and it's okay. Like, My you, understanding no, was when what." She said that all of these women preachers happen to be abused or no, whatever. No, she doesn't know that. She's, She's just speculating. assuming. Yep. And Ooh, she, that's complicated and upsetting. Mm-hmm. She goes on to say, like, and any woman... victim blaming in a way that I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, in her mind, there's just no rational way a Christian woman, a good, true Christian woman, would ever deviate from this path. And Josh Duggar and all the shit he's put his family through... Why would that matter? Like, it doesn't... She's basically defending him. And as for the child uh, pornography allegations, she's like, Psh, they're just allegations. It's like, okay. as if he's going to be found guilty and then you'll be like, well, I guess I was wrong. No, she'll just be like, well, they were out to get him. Okay, can you help me understand what yes. just happened here? Because I certainly don't... So, moral so, of well, the story. Can I, can, I try to, yes, can I try to rephrase it? If you are a good enough wife, it does not matter who your husband is or what he does. God will reward you, you for will it. Con- you'll be rewarded and you'll continue to raise your children, keep your household, please your I husband. Mean, why wouldn't unlimited you? That's jobs. all you're here for. <laughs> because it doesn't matter that he is not godly or he is right. stepping out on you. Or that your he only had the... job as a woman is to hold your household together, mm-hmm. not hold yourself together. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Fuck that shit. Yes. Um, I just want to say, conservative Christians don't have to defend Josh Duggar like this. Nobody I don't has know why, to or should. I don't know why that's like, uh, she saw this attack on the Duggar family. And she's like, I will step in and try to help them out. Like, you don't have to. You Nobody, can just say, you know what? asking for your help. Bad apple, whatever. Tree, etc. Orchard. You want to talk about something happy? Mm, I do have one I'm, of those. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'm just suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, I found this to be an interesting story that's probably inside baseball. It doesn't necessarily affect everything. But um, the American Humanist Association um, has, was led by a guy named Roy Speckhart for the past like 15 years. Okay. Um, I know Roy personally. I like Roy a lot. Mm. And Does earlier, he like me? Has he said anything good about me? He only talks fuck good things about oh, you. Oh, good. Only okay, good, good things. Cool, Sorry, cool, you cool, already cool. said Thanks, fuck Roy. him. I passed that along. No, God damn it. Um, Sorry, Roy. He announced that he was going to be stepping down from the AHA, the American Human Association. But when he stepped down, or he said, I'm about to, when he did that, one of the things he pointed out is that he was urging the AHA's board of directors to replace him with someone who wasn't white. And the reason he did that, he said that in our world of atheist activism, at least when it comes to like large nonprofit groups, of which there are only a handful, um, it's still predominantly white, cis, male. Yeah. 
there is some there are some gay leaders there are some women leaders but they're most it's almost all white i mean we are the only podcast i know atheist podcast i know of that has zero white men on it <laughs> and not that i know all all atheist podcasts but i know a lot of them well that's the point and this is what roy was saying like it's not that uh, a white guy can't do the job it's that our stereotype it's that the stereotype of atheist is obviously the academic cis uh, white guy, mm-hmm. the Richard Dawkins type, mm-hmm. and like one way Tweet to jacket, change that, yeah, one way to change that is putting people of color, putting women mm-hmm. in a position of leadership where you can't ignore them even if you wanted to. Yeah. And so he doesn't get to control who his replacement is. He's not part of the selection process. Mm-hmm. But he just said, as a wish, mm-hmm. he's like, I hope they replace. I'm asking them, pleading with them, please replace me with someone who doesn't Ruth look like Bader Ginsburg, Ginsburg all over again. <laughs> No, thankfully, uh, because they're not like replacing him with someone who's the polar opposite um, of that. No. So this is where it's interesting. So I have no idea what their search process has been like. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm part of the group. Like they're not keeping me informed on this. But they uh, Roy made that announcement like back in February. Was it February? It was it was a while. Wow. Uh, yeah, he announced that he was stepping down uh, back in February. Jesus. And they just now announced that he, they have found his replacement. Um, I know, you're crossing your fingers. You're very excited. Actually, I just want to point out, oh, Roy God. also said, this is what he said to me, it is my emphatic hope that my seat is filled with a black or brown humanist because our movement has gone too long without such diversity at the helm. That is what he said. Kevin, are you about yep. to tell me that you got invited to be the president of the York News? Did not apply. It's all good. Oh. Their executive director is a woman named Nadia I thought Dutchin. somebody was going to reach out to me, but I guess... <laughs> Nadia Dutchin, who okay. um, human is woman, human woman, and one of the things they point out, woman of color. Yay. Here's what I'm going to read: some of what the AHA wrote. Um, prior to joining the AHA, Dutchin was the co-executive director of Power Shift Network, a DC-based climate justice organization, where she led the communications and fundraising programs. Wow. Um, one of the things she talked about in that role is how climate justice. Uh, mattered for black, indigenous, people of color within the movement. Like, uh, she is of Afro, Indo, uh, Guyanese heritage. Uh, uh, she identifies as a humanist, looks forward to promoting humanist values. Cool, great. Um, How old is she? Young. I don't know. Oh, I don't know her age. That's I don't awesome. Care, but she's young. Um, but, like, does that mean she's automatically, like, the new atheist leader? No, it doesn't. I'm just saying... Doesn't matter, That's, but cool step. That is a cool, important step. And I would just add, I because I asked the American Humanist Association about this mm-hmm. after they announced her hiring, I was curious, like, how did you guys get in touch with her? Did you, like, go actively seeking someone who fit that profile? Uh-huh. Did she come to you? And they basically said, you know, they used recruitment organizations, headhunters, sure. to find potential executive directors. And what they told me is they just said to the headhunter organizations, we want to make sure we are reaching out to as many types of people, communities as possible mm-hmm. when you are considering your search. So don't just stick to the traditional sure. places you find leaders. Yeah. And they said after we narrowed it down to, uh, I think, like a few dozen people that we were seriously looking at, 
she just rose as the best candidate out of everyone they looked at. And that's why she got the job, which again, that is a cool step because of the next story I'm going to talk about. Oh no. I don't know anything about her. I haven't talked about her other than what the AHA has said. I I hope it goes well. And I hope she's there for a while because that would be a huge change. And one of the reasons is if you're a reporter, if you're a TV news outlet mm-hmm. and you want to get the atheist perspective on some also, story, a, they a straight go. Straight white guy in his 60s. Yeah, and they go to the leaders of the large organizations. Right. Right. And if they do that, in this case, you're going to hear a different voice representing the humanist cause. Tell cool. me her name one more time. Nadia Dutchins, N-A-D-Y-A. Cool. Nadia, mm-hmm. welcome. Let me talk about the flip side of that then. Oh, no. Oh, no. Heaven, Why? Uh-huh. Because I must. The American human. No, the, Dawkins. The, the American Dawkins. atheists rehired. What's his face? Okay. Oh, Dawkins. <laughs> Dawkins said this. I'm not going to dwell on this because we've discussed this to death already. Dawkins tweeted this week. Please sign the declaration on women's sex-based rights. I have just done so. And what is the women's sex-based rights Is it anti-trans? I bet it it's anti-trans. totally anti-trans. Basically... Even I, I tried looking at this document and it is so wordy and it's not like they have a bullet point list of their goals. Oh, of course. If sure you they don't read... have paragraph breaks. They write, <laughs> <laughs> you write like Nathaniel Hawthorne. It's just no <laughs> paragraphs for pages and pages. Right. I mean, um, what this declaration, what the people behind it are mm. trying to do is they're trying to take rights away from uh, trans mothers. They're trying to deprive trans women the ability to play women's sports. They want to make sure trans children cannot receive transition-related health care. That's the sort of thing they're doing in the under the guise of we're trying to protect women, real women. That's the implication of everything If you wanted to protect doing. women, you'd be protecting women. This is doing mm-hmm. nothing. If you wanted to protect women, you'd be fighting for reproductive rights. If you wanted to protect women, you would be fighting for rapists to actually get convicted. You'd be fighting for police departments to take it seriously. If you actually wanted to protect women, there's a lot of things we would love for you to do. And guess what? As a woman, my least concern is that some trans chick is going to like moonwalk into my life and do what? Like kick out my uterus? What are they afraid is going to happen to me? By by coexisting with trans women whom I respect and like, or even don't. I don't have to respect or like you to respect you as a trans person. Like, just, what are we, what, oh God. This is from uh, Richard Dawkins. What are you doing to us? How are you letting us down so badly? Yes, to all of that. Um, the, the Christian Post headline here, and you know, I don't like, I want to make sure I get this right. Oh. Uh, Do you want me to keep talking while you type? For like two seconds. No, here we go. The headline from the Christian Post about this, Richard Dawkins signs declaration opposing gender reassignment surgeries, comma, puberty blockers for kids. They're anti-trans too. But it's just like the headline here is Richard Dawkins opposes trans people. The implication, and this is what I've seen on the more opinionated side of things, is, hey, everyone, Richard Dawkins, the famed scientist and mm-hmm. atheist, b- agrees with us when it comes to trans people. How does that make you feel, Hammett? 
Because we are, like it or not, the friendly atheist brand is under the umbrella of Richard Dawkins. No matter how you slice it, in the greater consciousness of the world, you hear atheists, you think Richard Dawkins, maybe you think Hitchens, maybe they think Kevin Meta? They do not. The Pew (laughs) Research Center did a poll, I think it was last year, where they asked people of different religions and everything, who comes to mind when we say the word Christian, Muslim? Atheist, whatever. And when it came to atheist, Madeline Murray O'Hare, the woman really? who started American Atheist and died twenty murdered Murder. twenty five years ago or so, yeah. she was number one on the list because she was such a media spectacle. Um, that's still. I, I feel like still, she's so still like people my age. I don't think I know think who she technically is. number one on the list was I don't know anybody or oh. like some friend family member. But then uh, the, 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 she one was, list the was the first Jessica. name. <laughs> Richard Dawkins was on the list, but I think the other like named person was like satan yeah <laughs> because people are not smart sorry i didn't see buddy that satan's christian like all. i don't know how to tell oh you. he's hella christian uh-huh. he was an angel but the point is like yes to to your point people think of richard dawkins when you, they think yeah. of atheists so yes it's very frustrating it's really hard when for the us most to prominent s- atheist in the world yeah is a bigot. And again, it's like one of the, I don't know what's in the water in the UK, but it, all the anti-trans. What is going on over there, Dude. guys? I thought your press was supposed to be slightly better. Like, I know y'all have the, like, the sun and that shit, but Jesus Christ, I thought you guys had like real lawmakers and sh- and not just, I'm, boy, one oh boy. One thing that frustrates it's... me, besides the just, uh, he's an atheist, so you're connected to him whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the least we could do is just call him out on that then, which I hope we are trying to do here. But um, I would what's... argue we've done it frequently with Verber. <laughs> oh, and I've heard from many of you who are not happy about that. that Too we bad. Ha- wait, wait, wait. Yeah. That we haven't done enough? No, no, no. That how dare you go after my new savior. Oh. Um, I mean, we've said that the God Delusion is very good and Greatest Show on Earth is very good. My favorite tweet in response to Richard Dawkins, um, I don't know who the person is. go fuck yourself. Am I close? (laughs) Comes from someone who said, with no punctuation, thanks for making me an atheist, now fuck off. That's very good. The thing that makes me annoying is, again, I genuinely do believe this guy brilliantly explains evolution in his books. The God Delusion for so many people was a life-changing book Mm. for them, and he cannot seem to wrap his head around civil rights and actual persecution that is religious-based by and large. And he's just going... And he has no... Same thing. He has no one in his life circle. He's like Dr. Oz. Richard Dawkins is like Dr. Oz. He has no one in his life circle willing to tell him what the hell is wrong with you because he's too famous... For them to be like, I have a problem with what you're doing. Even the Center for Inquiry, who ha- which has employees that I genuinely respect and like, you can't ask them to be like, hey, I need you to like trash your boss and guy yeah, who's merged with your can. organization. But the organization itself and the people in charge have not said anything about this stuff, and that infuriates me. Yeah, Not the well, people that's who work people there. willing to let trans people take the brunt of the, the yeah. hurt from people like that. I Man... I think a huge problem, and I think it's not an atheist problem. I don't think it's a liberal problem. I think it is sort of like a human being problem that we think, oh, this guy knows a lot about this thing, so we should listen to him about everything. Right. And, and the anti trans really people dangerous... they always cite. Of it's like, here's do. a professor of philosophy 
It's like, well, what papers have they written about gender identity, sexual orientation? What expertise do they have in the matter? They don't. Don't you want to say to, don't you want to grab Roger Dawkins by his tweed lapels and mm-hmm. say, look at, look at the company you're keeping. Look at your bedfellows right now. Is no, this who you want to be? That's the problem because his bedfellows, the other scientists, communicators, philosophers that he is associated with are just like him. All the but, new atheist types mm, that are prominent but I guess, are just like this. But but you ha- one has to think Richard Dawkins has spent his life going against the the people who uh, who are not going to believe in science just because of mm-hmm. a, a book they read, and Richard Dawkins is falling in that same trap, like. One only needs to talk to actual experts in gender shit. Is that what the <laughs> that field is That is the called? technical name of the I'm field. I'm so yes. sorry, you guys. I'm trying to be good and stand up for <laughs> trans people, but like my brain is very tired. One only needs to talk to trans people who are just like, I don't, I'm not trying to I, like. I would like to know who I'm that is. I'm not here trying to snake gold medals for you. I am trying to live my most, most authentic life. And like, I think. I think everybody who is cis should really think about things like that of, okay, these trans people are just trying to live their best life. And you think, oh, well, just you're a boy or you're a girl and live with that. But like, I don't know, I'm a 30 something, I forgot how old I am, 36 year old Mm -hmm. woman. I am putting tattoos on my body as a way to claim myself and express who I am. I cut my hair or dye my hair in certain ways. I dress and we all get up, we dress, we do our hair in a certain way because there is an image that we want to project of our inside to our outside. For some people, I'm not naming anybody in this room, it's wearing the same fucking hoodie week after week to his co-host's house. They are different hoodies. They're different colors sometimes. That means they are different clothes. And just imagine imagine if you were a... uh, Imagine you were a cis woman who had long hair and just really wanted to cut her hair off. And everybody's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Nobody's going to like you. And that was like the 1970s. <laughs> like, just It's just so wild to me that we all make individual choices to express our insides outwards, whether it's our clothes, our hair, our makeup, our tattoos, our, our shoes, our fucking cars, or the kind of dogs we adopt, the kind of house we live in, the place we live in. We all work so hard to make ourselves the most whole version we can and make the inside of us feel visible to the world. And I do that with tattoos and wearing fucking pro-choice shirts everywhere I go into the the dog park in this uh, 1973 Protect Roe v. Wade shirt um, because I'm exhausting to be around. It, all of that... And then to say, like, oh, you? Well, you should do everything society tells you to do. Uh, You were born with a penis, so you should have short hair and no boobs. So, like, it's just wild to me that we can't all be like, hey, maybe we should all find the most authentic version of ourselves and try to express that. And that's not a problem with anything. And guess what? Nobody is going to be trans so they can win a gold medal in shot put or whatever. Find me me all the trans gold medalists at the Olympics since they're dominating everything. It's the exact same thing as I don't have a problem with abortion. I have a problem with women who use abortion as birth control. Oh, who? Yeah. (laughs) Who 
do you know who does that? Yeah, I'm just who curious. Just does it for funsies. Yeah. Just does it for funsies because listen, I get my period in every month. It's terrible. My understanding is an abortion is like a fucking terrible period. So I would frankly like to avoid that at all costs. Like nobody is like tap dancing into medical procedures. They don't want unless they've really thought about it. Anyway, go ahead. No, I'm just it's okay. having a hard time. I'll night. finish up with a totally different story. <laughs> um this is one more Supreme Court story, but it's tangential. Here's the deal. There is a Christian ministry called the D, as in dog, D. James Kennedy Ministries, named after a, a guy named Kennedy who died in like 2007. His John, ministry's still around. John F. Kennedy? No. Robert Kennedy? No. So D. James Kennedy Ministries was called... Kathleen Kennedy. No. It was called by the Southern Poverty Law Center... Jamie Kennedy. A, no. Active Anti-LGBT Hate Group. So at the Southern Poverty Law Center put out a list of hate groups, mm-hmm. anti-gay hate groups. This ministry was on the list. This was a while back. Okay. Southern Poverty Law Center has some issues. Yeah, SEC, I don't know what they're doing. But here's the thing. Their hate groups list, these are not like they randomly picked every Christian group to be on it. Uh You have to do some pretty bad shit to get on there. And they explain their justifications for they it They don't all just the time. throw out the names into right. a list. And by the way, I have said before, they have put people on that list I didn't think needed to be on there. For example? Uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali was called um, an anti-Muslim thing, and the things they cited, I'm like, those are her criticizing Islam. That's sure. not the same thing. But in this case, here is why they put this ministry on the list. Um, first of all, here's why they said any of these groups are on the list. These groups have described LGBT people as perverts oh. with filthy habits oh. who seek to snatch the children of, snatch. S- yep, of straight parents and convert them uh, to gay. They have disseminated disparaging, quote-unquote, facts. snatching going uh-huh. on. Facts about gays that are simply untrue. And then what did they say about this ministry specifically? Over the years, Kennedy emphasized anti-gay rhetoric, Uh particularly in his TV ministry. Uh He recommended as essential the virulent work of R.J. Rushduni, who believed practicing gays should be executed. Practicing? Yeah. Wait, executed? Executed. Sorry, I focused on the wrong word in that sentence. In an especially nasty 1989 edition of their newsletter, Kennedy ran photographs of children along with the tagline, Sex with children? Homosexuals say yes. That is what the Catholics saying yes. (laughs) That's what the SPLC said. You guys are still on board with this stuff. You have not denounced it. You are still on board with that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're calling you an anti-gay hate group. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring this up, the ministry years ago filed a lawsuit because they said being placed on the list hurt them financially. They were suing over being called a hate group. By the SPLC. I'm, is this the first lawsuit of this kind? Because that I'm pretty sure that it's would be not. Sh- yeah, I was going to say. But um, among the other things, they said they also sued Amazon because Amazon Smile relied on the SPLC's list to say you can't give any charitable contributions <laughs> to hate groups. They sued GuideStar because GuideStar once labeled hate groups. GuideStar the uh, charity... charity explainer. Yeah. They said, well, this is known as a hate group. They mm. For temporarily, uh, they put that designation on sure. certain groups. So basically, the ministry said, uh, you're calling us a hate group because we espouse and support biblical morals and principles concerning sexuality. Yeah. Not... So you got it. <laughs> they're not saying everything you said about us is incorrect. 
They're saying, how dare you come after us for being Christian? How dare you make us have the consequences of our own actions? This is bullshit. I hate this. Yeah. And they said, uh, so anyway, they said the joke, obviously, is their SPLC wasn't going after your random evangelical church that believes the same, that believes a lot of bigoted yeah. stuff. They're going after you because you go over the line in a way that is just unacceptable. I love that idea of like, what, you're mad at me for hating gay people? And yeah, gay people are like, you're the, pro- you're the problem. And right? gay people are like, you're mad at me? Why? <laughs> um, so they sued. They lost the lawsuit. They appealed, and um, last month, I think, the U.S. Court of Appeals in the 11th Circuit unanimously said, yeah, what the other judge said was totally right. You have no case here, because there is no evidence that the Southern Poverty Law Center acted with actual malice, which is part of a defamation lawsuit. Uh Like, they had to know they were going to do this to you, and they did it. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. So now, this week, the ministry is asking the Supreme Court... To override all of that. Whoa. Uh, and the Supreme Court is hearing it? Well, the Supreme Court is weighing. I mean, anyone can ask the Supreme Court to look at but, their okay, stuff. Okay, so that's what my question is. Yeah. They are deciding if they're going to take they it on. They filed the brief with okay. the Supreme Court, the long brief explaining their case. More likely than not, because the court only takes up a handful of cases, period. Mm-hmm. Um the court will probably just reject it and say, we are not dealing with this. There's no constitutional issue And that would go to the lower decision. Then, yeah, then and this is over. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing that the current president of the ministry said, uh, why are they filing this lawsuit? Why are they asking the Supreme Court to do it? That gives reputational terrorists like the SPLC <laughs> okay. carte blanche to attack and destroy its ideological enemies. Uh, he used French. What an asshole. If you're trying to claim, how dare Jesus. these people label yeah. us with this unfair label, and then you go and call them terrorists, like you're not really helping your cause. So embarrassing. Aren't you embarrassed for my, people like that? Here's my favorite thing about this, though. The power of the designation is not that people are going to sign on, to, uh, log on to like SPLC's website and say, what are the hate groups? Yeah. No one cares. No. no one would have known this ministry was a hate it's group. It's a Streisand effect. It totally is. Because they keep fighting the stupid battle. Yep. I get to write so many stories yep. about, hey, this Christian hate group, D. James Minist- Kennedy Ministries, doesn't want to be called a hate group. Uh-huh. Here's why they're a hate group. Like, do you know how many articles I've seen Wait, like that? Kennedy, everywhere? the former MTV VJ? Not even close. She's a right-wing <laughs> Fox News Wait, person. is she really? Yeah. Wait, can I tell you a quick story and I want to hear your oh take on it? Uh-huh. Oh, are we done? No. Or should I should I save this for our bonus? We, save it for the bonus. Okay, I'm not going to remember. I have to go get That's paper. Okay. And <laughs> No, that's good. So, um, I mean, I'd like to think the court's just going to toss this out because there's no ambiguity. No one's saying there are two sides to this story. Everyone's just saying they're wrong. But who knows? I don't know. I enjoyed that this hate group, the DJ. I already forgot what I wanted to talk to you about. Even if they lose the case, we still, there's still a hate group, whether or not the Southern Poverty Law Center says it. Because I see what they're doing. They're hateful. The designation is accurate, even if some group like rescinded its name. Like you're still a hate group. We still know what you stand for. It's so embarrassing. What do you uh, think? What was I about to tell you a story about? That I don't I know, but we mentioned Kennedy, the MTV right wing person. Okay. And then you I'm said, I have a story. And then the whole podcast went off the rails. Okay. I don't remember what that was, but I do have my, I just have Kennedy with an arrow. So when I remember oh, what good. I was going to tell you, you what really good story I was going to tell you about, 
<laughs> it will be on our bonus. It's episode. all good. Where do we find you? Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Jess Blumke. Um, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. I'm no longer taking orders for that can guarantee for Christmas because I cannot stress enough how I make all this shit by hand and it takes between four and 30 hours per project. It takes a lot of fucking time. Um, but you can find it there. Um, burp, burp, burp. You can email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Haven't worked on finding my dad. Um, I am at friendlyatheist.com. Go to friendlyatheist. Uh, go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. By the way, thank you to everybody who messaged us saying we appeared on your like Spotify end of the year list. Yes. That is so, so cool. funny because my Spotify end of the year is so embarrassing. <laughs> I actually do. Do you listen to Spotify? Do you do Spotify at all? I do. I actually got that email and I just sent it to Trash because I thought it. And then I saw everyone else talking about it, like um, whatever they were listening to most. And so many people told us, you know, that we were one of their podcasts that they listened to the most, mm-hmm. or like you're one of our favorites. And then the company that it is in are like some of my favorite podcasts. So it's oh, like, Oh, that's nice. I only nice. saw one of those. You should send those to I me to make me them. feel good in my heart. I will do that. I got mine today and I'm fine with like some of them, but I embarrass. It was like toss man on earth was my main one because from like July to October, every day after lunch or excuse me, after dinner, when my husband was doing the dishes, I would go take a walk around the park and listen to like four tallest man on earth songs, which I can't recommend more highly, but like my, so my first three were chill and cool and like really portrayed me as I imagined myself being. And then my last two were Leah Michelle and Jason Mraz, which is really (laughs) embarrassing, but it's only because I went through a late stage spring awakening, um, phase. And also I made a, what I, when I was very stressed in like late 2020, I made a, a <laughs> Spotify playlist that I called Soft Boy Rock. And it was just all the shit I really liked in high school. So it was like Jason Mraz and Eve Six and Matchbox oh 20. And this stuff that like makes me feel low, like emotional, but in, an, in a really manageable way of like, yeah, we're sad about somebody not picking up the phone or whatever, but I'm not sad about the world writ large. Anyway. Um, if, but genuinely, if anybody has us in their Spotify thing, I would love to see that. Just Blumke, it would make, <laughs> I'm going to send it to my dad. He'll finally be proud of me. Oh, very nice. I mean, I wouldn't push it too much. He's not gonna, but maybe, <laughs> who knows? Um, we'll see you oh, in the bonus episode. Yes, we will see you in the bonus. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Good night.